0: hello everyone welcome to behind massive screens a game development podcast here from massive entertainment in Malmo Sweden and as always my name is Petter and this is Dory yes we had a little fun uh before we get started with our our guest who we have right here yeah, um, it's a
1: podcast we have a have to have a little bit of a preamble exactly yeah. a little banter as <laughs> it's called um in the
0: biz in the biz oh Jesus Christ um <laughs> We had a fun experience though uh, the other week. We were in here, you and me, we we're doing some test recordings and stuff. And all of a sudden the door opens and in steps.
1: Oh, only the CEO of Ubisoft. Just Eve Gimo. Gimo. Yeah. I know. Just, uh, you know, coming in and, oh, what are you doing? Oh, you have a podcast and uh, what do you talk about? And it's like, we did not prepare to talk to the boss of Ubisoft right no. now.
0: <laughs> we knew we kind of would pass. but We have a <laughs> yeah. glass pane that you can't see if you're watching this on YouTube and definitely not on audio. Um, but yeah, we thought you would walk by because it was a studio tour. It actually happened. It's true. You can go to LinkedIn and see that he was actually at the studio. Mm-hmm. We're not laying. Should we talk to our guest instead? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Hi. Hi, John. Hi, guys. Hi. How VFX. Yeah, oh, we're good. How are you?
2: I'm good. Yeah, thanks.
0: Wow. High pitched. <laughs> My voice. I don't know what happened. Uh, VFX artist here <laughs> yes. at Massive Entertainment. Shut up, Dory. Um,
2: welcome. Thank you. How this, are you? How am I? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. I'm yeah. like a psychologist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, the room I mean, is we, fitting.
1: We, no, we like to go deep in this podcast, but I don't think we want to go that deep. We're, no, we're,
0: let's let's uh, keep keep the childhood out of, <laughs> out of this. But John,
2: no, my childhood is important for my backstory.
0: I, I mean, we'll get there.
3: Oh, cool. Then. Yeah, okay.
0: Ah, yeah. Awesome. Dory can help you with any issues you have. Oh, yes. Um, is this part of the banter? I don't know anymore. I just joined it, it in. It all melts together. All connects. Uh, anyway, John. Yes. Uh, on a quick note, VFX artist. Yes. What does a VFX artist do in game development?
2: Um, and what is it? What, what is it? It's uh, the video games version of Newton's third law. Every action has an opposite reaction, visually anyway. Um, so basically what a VFX artist does is that to ensure that if you hit something, there's a puff of smoke or if the car is driving along a dirt road, you probably won't kick up. Or if you shoot that famous red barrel, it explodes. Mm. Yes. That's all us. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And I, I, I find that like very interesting personally, because I mean, I always worked in uh, the press and now I'm working within the studio and I'm learning more and more about the different job roles. First of all, there's so many different roles within the video games. Yes, it's insane. But with VFX specifically, I never really understood that uh, the VFX needs to be made by a person. I just thought, oh, you know, you, you uh, do some coding in the engine and then boom. An explosion (laughs) appears.
2: Yeah, you press button, right? Explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. For sure. You know,
1: drag and drop from the library. Explosion here. But no, it actually needs to be, I mean, not just made, but like handcrafted and always made to look different as well. Yes. While taking up as little resources as possible.
2: Oh, yeah. Because performance is a thing in video games. And uh, (laughs) so, yeah, we like... If we talk explosions for example right like we need to make the original asset like basically film an explosion right and then put that into the game but we can't put an actual in- explosion into the game so everything is just like 2d frames that just like place a video of an explosion but an explosion is quite a lot of frames which means that it takes quite a lot of quite a lot of texture space right and huge textures and anyone who's ever ever like played in or played around in a game engine knows that huge textures is a lot of memory and the snowball just keeps rolling you know yeah
0: (laughs) we'll get we'll get back to all of that like kind of details and exactly how how those explosions and smoke and everything works um i just want to clarify one thing that we haven't mentioned so far what vfx actually stands for
2: visual effects there we go uh, yeah, it, in, I think in Ubisoft it used to be SFX for special effects. Okay. But I think that's more like a, a movie thing more than it is in uh, in video games just because special effects sort of include doing things in, in real life as well, like painting models and stuff. We don't right. do that.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, BFX, uh, the word for me or the acronym for me is the bad <laughs> action movie from early 90s. <laughs> that's a deep cut. Go look it up. Um, but how the first question, or you want to do the first question because you kind of bungled it, uh, last time you did it. So you get another shot at this question.
1: No, I'm, I'm I, don't, I don't think I'm ready. <laughs> You're not. No, I, okay. I need to practice more. like, I, I, I keep talking about how I'm going to take over this podcast, mm-hmm. but, uh, I was wondering. I mean, it, it is, it is more weight than I uh, originally thought. I, I need more practice to get into the groove. I, I mean, I'm really good at having random thoughts and then firing off a question that has, Nothing to do with what, we're be, what we were talking about already. But keeping a red thread, I mean, that's that's what you're here for. Hey, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, keep your goals. <laughs> I'm the professional.
0: Um, all right. So the first question we always tend to ask, yes. except the question we've already asked is, how did you end up at Massive Entertainment? How How, how was your road into, well, your... Your area of expertise, of course, but also mass entertainment.
2: Is this where I talk about my childhood? Oh yes,
0: yes. 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 Lie down on the couch and And, uh, turn back time. Yeah.
2: Okay. So um, we come back to like 2012, (laughs) little me. No. Um, So I knew from quite an early age that I wanted to work in in video games. Uh, Originally, I was like, I like drawing. I want to be a concept artist, you know. And um, we got like a pamphlet for a high school, and they like we teach game development. You can go technical or artistical. Or artistic. And um, mom was like, you're not doing artistry.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You're you're, you're you're gaining a
2: real education. You're (laughs) going to do the technical side. So you do all the maths. You can go to any university that you want in Sweden. (laughs) Okay. Um, Did that. So I did programming. He did it. Uh, Got into design. Yep. Um, And then I went to a little school called the Game Assembly. That Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people around here are familiar with. Yeah. At least in... In here, in the studio, right?
0: Yeah, Game Assembly tends to come up a lot in, yeah. in, in
2: these uh, interviews. It's a good school. Yeah, yeah. Um, I went for level design, and uh, we had a little like um, exercise in world building. And teacher handed me a thing. It's like here, you're gonna build this farm, right? Just part of this quest that we're doing. I was like, okay, cool. Except that I spent out of the two weeks, I spent like five plus three working days. So I'm like, like oh, chimney smoke. <laughs> you know, like the, the <laughs> chimney, like oh, it's smoke and you can like oh, particles. What is this? And then the tech art teacher sort of like taps me on the shoulder. and He's like, yo, you know, this is like a thing you can do full time. This is a job, by the way. <laughs> no way. I had no idea. Speaking of like the whole thing of like how many different paths there are in video games, like different things that you can do. I had no idea that VFX was a thing. And he's like, but it is. So I applied in. And changed course the next year. Did tech art. Um, then I got an internship with a little Microsoft studio called Rare in mm-hmm. England.
0: A little, little un- never, unheard of. Never heard
2: of. Did not do the really famous James Bond N64 no, no, title no. back in the day. You know no. That, no, Different no, no, no. Rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, Worked on Sea of Thieves and they're like uh, still in work title every while. It's probably not the same project that I was working on back in the day. But I have no idea. Don't ask me about it. Game development. Um, yeah, but yes, yeah, so I did that, and then because I always wanted to go to Massive, because like I grew up with like Massive was like literally the next town over. That's so sick, Ma- like big video game studio. And then a role opened up. I was like, "Hello, <laughs> please, <laughs> please hire, please <laughs> hire me." And the guys were like, "Okay, yeah." <laughs> and now here I am working on uh, things.
0: Yeah, exactly. V- VFX. VFX, yeah, VFX, Yeah, I work things. on. V- I work on VFX. Did the uh, how did the chimney smoke look in the end? Did it, did it look oh, it's pretty?
2: Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the thing, right? You look, look back at anything that you've done. Because I still have, anyone can check this, by the way. I still have most of my schoolwork, chimney smoke excluded, in oh. my portfolio. You can like go back and see, see things from school. And I look at it now, I cringe so hard. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. <laughs> And then just like, see progression, right? And it's like, this is the same thing, even like looking at my reel from Rare that landed me this job. I'm like, why did you guys hire me? I don't understand. (laughs) I just want to see the chimney smoke now. Oh, it's literally just like frozen smoke. Like one frame. Like this, you know, it's going straight up and then like a little curl in the end. Because like at the end of it, I figured out, oh, I can have wind. It nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's video games in the 90s. Speaking of the
2: 90s. Yeah, yeah, sprites. Uh, yeah, exactly. I wouldn't know I was born yesterday. <laughs> uh, that's true.
0: I'm the old guy in the room. All right, so VFX coming in. I think we can kind of go back now to like how stuff is is made. Yeah. But how how would you, going from the start. Okay, so we have, give an example, Dory, we have something.
1: Yeah, okay. So we, we have a person in the game, picks up a weapon, Mm. and shoots at a big red barrel. Nice. So what are the elements there that you immediately, you know, you're given the scene, you're told what you, you know, needs to happen. What are the the things that you point out? Like, okay, this needs a VFX pass, this mm. needs a VFX pass.
2: The thing that immediately sticks out is you're firing the bullet, right? So you need the muscle flash from the gun, you need the bullet and its tracer. Um, video games tend to put Tracers on like every bullet because in real life that's not how that works. But you need to like visualize what's not even there. It's the same thing like wind. If we're mm-hmm. gonna tangent a little bit, like wind in video games, like you can't see wind, but you can in video games because it's usually important. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, because you
1: can feel it. So yeah, yeah. Ex- no.
2: This is actually a thing that we talk about a lot in the team. Is like, do we visualize this or? Not? Yeah, we need to be able to feel it, so we need to be able to see it, right? Right. Um, and then of course the explosion for the barrel. You were talking about like picking up the gun. Yeah, like yeah, if it's in a pile of like dust maybe you want some sort of, like, pickup effect for that as well, but depending on the game, right? Yeah.
1: And then, you know, if it's a big futuristic gun, you know, the reload animation, and, you know, you have energy spikes and yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um.
2: But say that you sh- you picked up your regular, like, AK, and then you're shooting something and it explodes, right? So um, there are a few different things that you can can do here because like usually tracers I'm not gonna lie to you guys it's literally just a a line (laughs) (laughs) um you can like put some noise on it to make it like more like fluffy or fun Mm. right um and it's the same thing with actually with like muscle flashes because usually they're so fast so you just like you open photoshop right and you split your little like texture a square texture into four different pieces and then you just go to town you just like draw arrows or like little like squiggly things And then when you play back really fast, it looks like it's like exploding. It looks like a muscle flash does in like uh, movies or in real life. I've never shot a gun. I wouldn't know. Um, But the like the real kicker is the explosion because that's where you need like more texture information because it has more things happening and usually slower. Right. Um, My first lead at Rare, he loved shooting stuff in real life. This man would like dark out his shed and then have like an actual torch. And then he would film that in like 8K and he'd be like, hey, look at this new texture we have now. And it looks like an actual torch. It's sick. <laughs> so yeah, most of the like um fire in Sea of Thieves, even though it's a stylized game, is like real fire that this man shot on a like red camera. Mm, nice. It's insane. Um
0: I, I love that about uh we have a, a video about this on Master's YouTube as well. When it comes to those kinds of disciplines where people really get into Again, their discipline, their expertise, and it just becomes so obsessed sounds like a bad word. That's not what I mean. But we have when, when our team went to Chernobyl to record silence. Yeah. Like these people are so passionate about their job and what they do that they actually, yeah, blackout the shed, film the torch, shoot the gun. See,
2: we would love to do this as well, but I'm pretty sure it's, like, a monetary thing of, like, it's cheaper to go into nature and record birds chirping than blowing shit up. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. And yeah.
1: And, and, yeah, and getting the, uh, the you know, permits and, and all, all of those things, <laughs>
2: yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So, normally, when we make an explosion, we would do that in some sort of, like, 3D software. Um, Houdini is really good for this. My uh, um, Blender. Basically, pick your tool. As long as you can do it, you can do it um but yeah so you then like create a 3d explosion the same way that you do in movies but we don't need that much information that they do in movies right so we just like you shoot it from an angle where you get a uniform look to it and then you record that and you get like say 64 frames sure that, that will work for this and then you play that back on like a card in the engine so then you take that texture which is now has 64 frames of the different states of the explosion as it's like exploding and um you go into the engine and then you create particles um which are just again like we call it sprites uh, so it's just a card that will always face the normal thing is that it will always face the camera so which makes it look volumetric so we're basically like faking how much depth there is to this explosion by like overlapping multiple of the same image and then like flipping it upside down sideways rotating it whatever um and then you just tell the particle what behavior to have and then you play back this explosion that you've made before you know play it back on those cards and then it like looks like an actual explosion and looks different from the like original explosion that you made right because
1: Yeah, because it's cut cut down to cards. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. And then it also gives you, uh, like, control over how big or how small or how fast or...
2: Exactly, yeah. And you would do the same thing with, like, um, fire or smoke, basically the same as, like, the original explosion, like, filming digitally or otherwise um, what the actual thing is, like, fire or smoke, and then having that playback on cards, and then... Sparks again, massive like VFX is just cheating, by the way. Like, it's just like what is the smallest thing that we can get away with? So usually, when you like start off making sparks, it can just be like it's just a circle, and that's fine. Then, like as we get into more detail, like next gen, mm-hmm. yeah, you get more like you can do more things, right? So like more uh, texture informations, so, like more shapes and stuff, which is usually better. But like if you want to start out doing VFX, like sparks being circles. That's absolutely fine, and then you just stretch it to the like the velocity that it's traveling, so rather than just having like a dot traveling, it stretches along its velocity and it gives it that like spark look
0: yeah. I, I the the question that pops up into my mind because this makes this description of, of cars that are rotating and, and sparks that are just um, uh dots essentially all of that stuff makes sense to me but it feels like something when you're like when it's facing the camera. Let's say I have the barrel right in front of me. It's a yeah. first person shooter. I shoot, um, it, explodes. it explodes. But how does that work like with angles? What if I'm two stories up and I look down on the enemy standing around around barrel right. and then I shoot it? Like, how does, how does this thing flip and look natural from all angles?
2: Sometimes it doesn't, and uh, we just lie to ourselves. Um, no, but because it's always facing the camera, as long as like the motion, because you sort of like say that the explosion is like this upwards like gas thing, right? You mm-hmm. sort of want to make sure that the particles create this sort of like egg shape. Mm. Because as long as that like then makes sense, because it's always facing the camera, the, the image would just flip upwards. Like if you're on the second floor of a building, the ca- it would still face you, but you would right. see different parts of where these particles are in like 3D space. Right. So there's that, but that brings us onto like a separate question, which is like a nor- like again with um performance because mm-hmm. we can only have so many of these cards because otherwise you're gonna start being able to, like fry egg on your Xbox sort of thing. It's just <laughs> like oh my god, there's so much information I need <laughs> to like look through all of these different images. Right. Yeah. Um. So like. like Try to create a shape that sells what you're trying to do with the texture that you have, and then hopefully like the rendering of the cards looking, always looking at you sort of sells the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah that's like the base behavior because then you also have like we talked or I talked about how you can stretch things to your to velocity. you can do that with these sprites as well, but then you like really end up with this like wonky stuff where if you look at it from if it travels towards you, you just get like this. It's just, it's just like a flat card because it's mm-hmm. basically a piece of paper, right so it's like looking along a piece of paper like this mm. um and then we need to like solve that issue as well or hopefully just like you don't see that
0: i think we're ruining explosions in video games for a lot of people no? you will never look at I'm, them the I'm, same no exactly i'm gonna the same with the same with fire i'm just gonna go home and play a game when i get home and just look at everything it's like that's cheating that's oh that's, cheating. this is that's my
2: favorite cheating. thing to do my girlfriend hates me playing like when we play games she doesn't hate me in general, I still <laughs> promise. Um, but like, whenever we played, like we played the new God of War game and we enter a house and she's like, no, 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 no. And I just stick my head in a fire, like in, in a torch. I'm just like, ooh, what is, how does this work? It looked nice from far away, but hey guys, I, uh, <laughs> I can see what you're doing here.
1: What's up with this? And I just want to like summarize what you just said, like in a way that makes sense for me to see if I got it. Yeah. Right. So let's say you're making an explosion, you create the explosion in in 3D space and you film it. Yeah. Then you break it down into elements of of like flat 2D sprites basically. Yeah. And then in game you create the kind of the 3D volumetric shape of what the explosion is and populate that with the the fire sprites with the elements. Yeah. yeah. Which means that the sprites are always player facing. But the 3D space of the explosion most remains of the time, same. anyway, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, And the 3D space of the explosion remains the same. So if you look at it, at it from another angle, the sprites will face you, but the like the volumetric 3D space of the explosion will remain the same.
2: Yeah. So which is why when you're like standing in front of the explosion and tra- it's traveling upwards, it like you see it grow. But yeah. if you were standing on a bridge like over it, it would be coming towards you because it actually is. Right. It Doesn't yeah. just look like it is because, yeah. because of particles nice yeah and um just like really explain it. like you know when you um if you have like what are those called like the little notepads and you like draw a little stick manage running across it and you can like through the pages that's how particles work as well with this like image information we're just playing back what we shot before like yeah. and then so that's why you like why you usually need many different textures of like different density as well because if you want an explosion that's slow and you take an explosion that was filmed and it was really fast and you slow those pictures down, you'd get like a, yeah. You'd be able yeah. to start seeing the frames change. And we don't like that. So yeah.
0: And and this goes for the entire process that Dory described before, picking up the gun, and then you go, okay, so there's dust coming off. Like all of this, all of these are essentially 2D
2: sprites. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, or like because we can use meshes and stuff like This, this is more common in um Stylized games as well, like um, using actual meshes and like doing shader stuff on it. Now we're getting into like the tech art side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you can also use meshes like when you, if you're running through um, a rocky area and you have like rocks kicking up, those could be 2D, but it could also be 3D, right? Um, like actual like 3D geometry. So, But yes, in general, most of it is 2D magic. And then if we can afford it, we get to add like the cool 3D stuff. <laughs>
0: Uh, That actually gets into another uh, part of all this you talked. Now we talked about how it looks, but now we're talking about 2D versus 3D, like the technical side of things. Like we can describe, okay, this happens, uh, all the frames, uh, everything, and it bends differently and and all that stuff. But it sounds technically on like a code level and, and more of that extremely complicated
2: i don't i i don't know like whenever i see something that like doesn't work like this and it's like code related i just go to my friend i'm like hey and he's like no please (laughs) i have other things and and particles man I I, i see something here that's not working as i expected it to why is this um but no like we can control certain things like shading and stuff right like um again massive hack you can bake information um, of an explosion into something that just looks like a smoke texture and then you can in the shader or like the material of the smoke you can be like i'm sliding it's like oh, you can see the fire come in and out of the smoke so you can the dust puff you were talking about if i'm like really short on time i make one one smoke thing i color it brown in engine like through the particle system yeah that's sand now and then in the explosion, I'm just like here. Have some fire! It's, oh, it's a, it's an explosion now, right? So you can like sell different elements like that, um,
3: and that saves memory as well.
2: Yes, because um, memory is basically our biggest enemy, right? Because all of our textures are huge. Yeah, Deckard hates us. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are there are like different technical ways of like just. VFX artistry you can approach it from more of a like a technical side or an artistic side so me I'm more of an artist I would say but then you like open up some of the systems that has been made by like some of my more technical teammates and you're like yo (laughs) is this is can can we do this like he's reading the direction of the wall you know it's like all of these things like I I can't really go into detail right but like the the amount of stuff that you can do because I would just go like oh yeah I wanted to like move outwards. But you can set constraints depending on like world things that we can read through data as well, because node-based. So there's loads of like technical things that you can do as well. And um usually like as with like tech art, where it's like some people are more like cody and some people are more like artistic. Um it's the same with VFX as well. Like my um again, my old lead at Rare, he like wrote a bunch of our shaders just like straight up in code because that's how he prefers to do things. And I'm just like, but you have node graphs. I can say, I don't know what this mathematical function does, but I can see what it does visually. Right. It's really approachable. Everyone should we need VFX artists in the world, by the way. Everyone should be trying out VFX. <laughs> please, please, guys.
1: So is there a lot of like cooperation or, or or mixing between those two disciplines, like within a team, of of people that like do it more in code and people that do it more. Visually and in, in nodes of like cooperation with like a blending an approach in a specific VFX, for example, or is it more kind of like either or? It's,
2: it's a, a mix because mm. um, you'd need both, okay. right? Like if you're really technical, but you like, but you don't know what the visual result is supposed to be. It just like... The previously mentioned explosion will just look like it's underwater because it won't move quickly enough, right? Like it could be technical, technically really clever, but if it doesn't look good, yeah, of course, it becomes a problem, right?
0: And also, uh, speaking about communication and uh, working together, like the the how you work with the other teams as well, because somebody out there needs to decide we're gonna have a red barrel in the game it's part of the game design we need red barrels yes there's a great documentary on youtube look it up about the history of red barrels in video games highly recommended you to do a little search um but yeah somebody has decided that this is going into the game and of course somebody decided that the ak you talked about is going into the game and then level design and world design decide decide um or environment arts um, decides okay there's dust on the floor here where you pick up the ak from yeah. there, there's like a how- chimney
1: up there and- yeah
0: exactly the farm <laughs> needs the chimney obviously um but how does that communication work like everything needs to in the end come together to make a current like actually making the explosion in the end.
2: yeah i think um it's quite funny how that works because some people are like really like what do you call it like front loaded and they're like this will need vfx for sure and they have a conversation with us and- usually that's preferable, right? But like VFX is also one of those things that like some people, including myself, like sometimes you like don't think about it until you like, you miss it. So like you pick up that AK, it doesn't feel wrong that there's nothing there, but then you start thinking about like, Mm -hmm. if this was in a pile of sand in real life, what would that be? You know, oh, there would be something here. And also like, it's really difficult in game development because like if you have a car and it's driving around, you need the car to be driving around before you can slap VFX on it. Right, yeah. right, right. So if you don't have that, like the conversation's all good, but like we can't do anything for you until you have something that we can like hook it into. Right.
0: And how, how does... Oh, we, we keep opening cans of worms here, I mean, <laughs> oh, Please go ahead. Like how, how things... that Okay, let's say now we're driving a car. Yes. The AK is in... In the back. In the, in the back. We put it there. Uh, the barrel has exploded. We're driving away. This is a weird... This sounds like like Just Cause or something.
2: Um, <laughs> Great VFX game. Oh, Loads of VFX well, in that game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but okay, we're driving away. Um, and we need VFX. We need dust on the road. We need the smoke from the car. Um, all of that. Like, how do you start working with that? Because there's so much that needs to adapt on the fly.
2: There's so many, like... I can open different kind of worms. Yeah, now. Just go ahead. There's different levels to this as well, because it all depends on what like what the game is. If this is just because you're probably like reading the ground material, and you're like, is it dust or not? You know, when you get dust kick up, or you don't, like, because you're on asphalt, so there shouldn't really be anything. Or you're driving through nature, so you get uh, smoke, right, or, or dust, or sand, or whatever. Grass, yeah, 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 yeah. All of those things. Um, but there was actually um. Was about to say ted talk there was a gdc thing from the people over who did um what's it called forza horizon mm. and he's like talking about how like they read how quickly the wheels are spinning on what material so like the heat determines how thick the smoke like right uh there's so <laughs> many like so yeah for for like what i would normally do having not worked on a car game right is it would just be probably I would need something to fetch the material that you're currently driving on for me. uh, Unless I can just read that for myself, depending on what engine and what tech you have. But normally it would be something that gets handed to us. And then I just tell the particle system like, Hey, you're driving on this. Please play this effect that I made. Or it's just like sometimes to save again, like because loading different effects on, on the fly could have its own problems. So maybe it's like, oh, you're in a car. Here are massive single effect that has grass, dirt, sand, water. All of those are like in one effect. And then you just trigger different parts of that effect depending on what material you're on. And then you exit the car and the game goes, I don't need this anymore. And then Mm -hmm. puts that aside and picks it back up later. Right.
0: Again, we're talking memory here. That's easier to do it that way.
2: Yeah. So it just depends on what uh, kind of system you have.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, I, and I guess it's um, kind of a systematic approach, like th- the decision needs to be made, okay, in terms of interaction between objects, the wheel and the ground, which does the, the ground store the information of how it should react when driven over? Or does the wheel you're, have the information of, oh, I'm now on grass, I'm now on, on dirt? You're
2: probably reading it from the car. Yeah. Because we're playing it on the car, not on the ground. Yeah, like, yeah. Because
1: then you would need to populate it across the entire world. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. every single asset would need to have all. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense.
0: Thinking about all the layers and aspects of game design sometimes gives me a headache. <laughs> so There's so much. It's, it's, it's insane. We've talked about AAA gaming, obviously, we uh, yep. where at Massive. Uh But yeah, it, sometimes it, you realize why the, you were talking about at the beginning. Why there are so many different disciplines directed at
1: certain things. Yeah, so many specialties. Yeah, yep. exactly
0: um but there there's more to this explosion or we're in the car now <laughs> now we're back at the explosion sorry okay <laughs> uh, doing a prince of persia just going back again uh we're shooting at the barrel uh the barrel explodes okay explosion uh but it needs to have enough like light, lighting for example like there needs to be yeah, needs there to, needs to be red light coming out. Yeah, Does red light yeah. come out of an In, interaction. World interaction. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, um, for us here, we get to add our own little like lights and post effects and stuff. Like, so even if the expl- set explosion like place behind you, your screen goes like bright orange because it's like, oh, you can tell that something happened behind you, right? And then like audio and controller shake and all of these other things. Thanks, guys, for supporting our work. Um, but like, yeah, so we can place our own lights and things like that, and then sometimes with. Because again, there are many, many people working on many, many different aspects, right? But like, if you have a f- another barrel that's on fire, you would probably hand that over to lighting, and they get like set up how it like flickers and like does all of this stuff, right? And then all the other world interaction is just like sometimes uh, particles can have world interaction because you can read their precision in the world, right? So you can like, if you impact with something like a wall, you just want it to like crawl up the wall. What it, what that actually means is that you keep your upwards velocity, but the wall stops you from moving through it. And then you just keep like going upwards because hot fire rises. Yeah. And we can... And yeah, licks or, the wall and hits yeah, the ceiling. And we can like tell it that like over, over your lifetime, because you are hot, you will rise. And so even if you do hit the wall and you're like actually like the current velocity stops, your over life sort of like hot air rises is still going. Yeah. Um, but normally, like, you wouldn't do that because it doesn't give a lot. What it does give a lot is giving that to the sparks so you can see them bounce around.
3: Mm.
2: Big hack, just like all of the, like, the brightest parts are the things that you, like, give that sort of interaction. Yeah, they uh, catch
1: the eye. Yeah, it's yeah, funny.
2: exactly, because that's what you're, like, that's what you're looking at.
0: So planning out this explosion because we don't just have the barrel we have two enemies standing next to it. Yeah. And they're going to be thrown in different directions from, from this explosion. How do you, and, and again, we come back to like game design, they're going to be thrown this far by this size of barrel. Um, so uh, when you start planning the explosion, how involved are game designers in this to kind of make sure that the explosion is the right size? How do you plan around that?
2: Oh yeah. So, uh, In, again, depending on what your tech is. So we have uh, node-based systems, which means that we can like do math to say that like, okay, I want my scale of explosion to be like between one and whatever, say 10, right? And 10 is huge and one is much, much smaller. We can then hand that over to design and they place their little like red barrel and they attach this explosion to it. And then they can go like, I want this to be like a four or a six out of this 10 scale. And then when it comes to the whole thing of like the enemies being thrown around, I don't ask me. No, no no, no,
3: no, no. no. <laughs> it's just the interaction
2: yeah. Yeah. between the
0: teams more than yeah than anything.
2: Else. I mean, if, if anything, like if you want to get real macabre or macabre about it, it's like yeah, okay, but do we light the enemies on fire? <laughs> right, stuff like yeah. that. Because yeah. then then we we is that involved.
0: macabre? It seems to happen in video games all the time.
2: <laughs> hey man, like if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, yeah. So if the explosion is then supposed to light things on fire, there will probably be something under the hood that like tells us that if you're within this range, Mm -hmm. your ass gets lit on fire, right? And then we would go on to those enemies and be like, you can have a little bit of fire here, a little bit of fire there. Like your elbows on fire now. Uh, Do we want hate when that happens? Yeah, and put fire on your head. It's Like yeah, Uh, remove your hat. You know, like we can set uh logic to tick that off goodbye.
0: Yeah. And now we're all, all of a sudden we're in character design and and animation and
2: see this is what I love about VFX. Like my original sort of like pitch to myself about it is like because like I sort of established before, I went on this like journey of like what I wanted to do and I tried out a bunch of things, right? But like with VFX you get to touch everything. Like you're everywhere. Like you're on character. You're in like if it's cinematic stuff or like story driven stuff you need stuff for that world interaction you get to do all of the, like the tiny things that like in the grand scheme of things they don't matter but again you miss it if it's not there and right. you get to do like big stuff where people are, will right like massive uncharted explosion that's vfx but also like just like climbing around making sure that like part of why that feels good is because you get those like little rocks yeah yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dust fall. you 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 basically as a vfx artist you get to just salt bay over the entire game yes
0: (laughs) yeah and and level design as well with with stuff coming one wonderful just in, in my head that i keep Coming back to is in in Destiny two I think it was after the intro mission you end up on a um, snow slope and there's a little VFX to show like here's some snow moving you're supposed to go this way
1: yeah like a little, and a little wind there's to, 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 to yeah, like giving exactly. you the idea you should be looking this way yeah exactly
0: and yeah I've not played this game well.
1: but I know the sort
2: of effect that you're talking yeah, about yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just an ex- example.
1: Yeah. Sure. But okay, if we bring it back to the exploding barrel and the enemies on fire, I mean, first of all, those two, those are two different VFX jobs, basically the the explosion of the barrel and the fire on the enemies. Yeah. Uh, it's two different jobs that are interacting. But then in the game we have hundreds of barrels and maybe some of them are different in size. Uh, so it's it's like a systematic approach, even though it is uh, like artistry and and uh, making a unique explosion you also need to think about okay this is going to happen 500 times plus in the game and we don't just want you know play explosion explosion.mov you know it, it needs to be you know adjusted for all of them and always look unique and different and engaging so I, I i guess the question is when you you start and you make the explosion to begin with it needs to be with like you said, in node-based system with modifiers, and and can be changed and adjusted for each and every instance, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm not that good at forming questions.
2: We okay, so I'm gonna try and cover this. Right? <laughs> you can um, you can make it as open or as close as you want. Um, so sometimes, if I make something, it's almost better to like give design three different ones because then we know like you have these three to pick from don't start sliding stuff around because you because the the like dark side of being open and being able to like have different things is that if you leave everything exposed like there are cases that you cannot cover for and so then someone somewhere will like find the one setting you know where it doesn't look good and but i mean i guess looks are uh subjective or whatever it's like it looks good to them but i was like no it was like, <laughs> you need to fix this yeah um and then like yeah you have your red barrels and whatever like it's another thing like um color can go a long way as well like so you have your regular standard like explosive barrel but then like if you make turn the fire a little bit like green or yellow tinted it's poisonous now it's toxic mm-hmm. but it's still the same thing like um Coloring things different ways, like read different ways. Like uh, another thing we have to think about. There's lots of stuff we have to think about. Is like game legacy. This is a big thing. In like, I think Overwatch Two talked about, or no, not two, one Overwatch in general talked about this. The, th- the fact that their healing is yellow because normally healing would be green. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like it's, it's in the context of the of the game, right? Like what different things are. Because like looking at what things used to be and what it is in in real life as well so like this extends like you need to know what if you try to convey something you didn't know what what players think that it is depending on what like what color it is and stuff like that but also like if you're trying to make a healing effect you probably don't want to set it on fire or make it spiky and move really fast because then it looks hella dangerous right so all of these things are also like things so they like if we just get a brief of like because this happens a lot as well, like, where we're trying to make something that doesn't exist. You need to, like, go look at, like, some sort of, like, real life or previous game example of how mm-hmm. they've figured this out. Or you can try and go about it on your own. It'd probably take longer, but you can. And then take all of those things into account and build something new from that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah,
1: because you have kind of, like, global game logic to, to as yep. a starting point, at least. Yes.
0: I mean, we started with a red barrel. Yeah. Like if if you go into a game and you start shooting a red barrel and it doesn't explode, you're yeah, like, "What? Were that'd they be thinking? so frustrating." <laughs> so I'm guessing it's the same. Like, you know, how you read the VFX? Like, wait, it's green. Why? Why am I not poisoned? For example. Yeah, exactly. The smoke or is green. healed, or he, <laughs> yeah, depending. It depends on, on the uh, hue of the green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I want to touch upon, and I know this now, is uh, the enemy of VFX memory. Yes. So we have this barrel, and behind the barrel and five other barrels Mm -hmm. and one explodes and then boom 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 and the the uh art director and stuff they want like a small mushroom explosion from five i guess that happens when you have five red barrels next to each other um when do we start running into issues here like when does vfx start getting a memory headache depends on how well i've done my job i
2: suppose <laughs> right if it's way thinner but it looks good like it's, then it's probably fine um another thing about this as well like if um I'm, I'm gonna hijack your idea here and say that like the barrels are actually further apart then sure. we can like that's the, okay that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah um then like then you can almost stack like how many barrels you want because at a greater distance we might not even play the effect at all right there might just or, or there's just like one thing that plays and it sort of looks like an explosion because it's far away so it's okay um but also the further something is there is underlying tech that goes like okay you don't your texture that is like 8k super detailed you don't get to have that anymore right it's a quarter or half of that size now and you just like scale it down which is why I like and this sometimes you can like see it in games if memory is not keeping up because the explosion plays and like and you're like, wait, 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 and because the first frame is like a single color, just a square, that's usually the texture not having loaded in on time, right? And so it's just like because it's kept in memory as so this like teeny tiny like four by four, four pixel like two pixel across texture, and so that looks really wonky. But that, yeah, so that's what how we can like deal with that. And so yeah, so that's the memory part of it, right? And then you get the whole like overdraw thing of like you're stacking semi-transparent things on top of one another and you're seeing it from the camera's point of view and in some engines it's basically like or maybe this is just rendering in general I'm actually not sure I'm uh, I'm really proving my uh, lack of knowledge here but it's basically like it looks at every particle front to back and it's like how, tr- how transparent are you? Can I see through you? And then it needs to do that check for everything that it mm, looks through. Right. And so it almost becomes like exponentially expensive. I think mm. maybe maybe this just like a straight line, but that sounds exponential to me. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, this, this is triple gaming in a nutshell, uh, in the sense that there's so much planning and so much. Again, I'm coming back to the angles and where do you see the five now equally spaced out uh, barrels? Yeah, just sounds nicer to me to work on a you know a stylized anime style game where you can actually see that the explosions are 2D. But this kind of stylized smoke, maybe I'm thinking about like Wind Waker or something. We can actually see it. Just sounds easier to me.
1: Yeah, maybe. But but for me, it's like when when you're making the effects, you approach it with reality first, mm-hmm. and then stylized afterwards. Right? Oh,
2: see, this I can talk about, right? Because yeah. I worked on both like realistic and stylized stuff. Yeah. Um The um, like stylized is it's not just like you go from like cartoony to real it's more like what part of it is stylized because like you can have realistic motion and like how everything works is realistic but the texture sort of looks like it was like looks hand-drawn or it could be hand-drawn doesn't really matter right um and sometimes you just go fully like yeah, Wind Waker. But like I'm pretty sure that Wind Waker would have had more particles if they could have. The only th- reason why you think about it as being like 2D is because yeah, their budget was like 10. Yeah. Game, game, yeah <laughs> you game can't Cube. have any more. This is how far you this is how much you get. And so you can like literally see every fireball extend.
0: It's not it, it's not being rude to Wind Waker. It's just me being lazy. Great I guess. game. Great. <laughs> Great. Game. Fantastic game.
2: Anyway. No, yeah. Um but yeah, so like you can approach it as um realistically or as non-realistically as you want, but there's usually like it's usually a good idea to like what would this be in real life? Because if you don't have something to like tie it into, you look at it, it looks outlandish and would just look weird. Mm. Um so like even when you have like magical stuff, like a magic explosion is still an explosion. Um some sort of like magic glittery stuff coming off of that. Bottle, you know, it's probably it's just like tenderly, like steam or smoke or like um, what's it called? Little thing that you light and it smells good. Incense. Uh, Uh, incense. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's incense smoke, right? Like you color it blue and you add little like glittery things to it, and now it looks magical. But you know, like there has some sort of source that you know what it is.
1: Yeah, yeah, because for me, like if if you're making something completely stylized and you want to make something completely new, then a player that watches it doesn't understand what it is yeah. you know it needs to be grounded in reality in some way to convey what it is yeah. and then you know it can look fantastical or, Yeah, or yeah.
0: I, I love how we're talking about realism and a magic incense stick yeah with blue stuff yeah, I mean, yeah, it makes sense.
1: Just a every every day w- Wednesday yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah.
2: I would know it. I I made one. <laughs> There's a blue bottle in every like premium shop in Sea of Thieves that I worked on, which is basically that. Oh. It's just a blue bottle and has like a little incense glittery stuff on it.
0: No, you know, and you uh, know, it, You know, it's a 2D sprite as well.
2: <laughs> my real claim to fame though, is I made the dogs pee. And that was like, actually me going, like, Oi, I, I think we should add this. And my lead was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did the thing. This is like the one time as well. Cause like, um, it's very like iterative and, um, team based, like, chat and like yo what are we missing here like i think the peeing dog is the one time where like i sent that in for a review and everyone just went like yep.
1: why is that the one time <laughs> <you> <laughs> nailed it first try?
3: Yeah. you
0: you do realize by telling the story this is what we're uh setting the title no. for the podcast on
2: <laughs>
0: how to make a video game dog pee mm. that's that makes sense right that's it's VFX, X- X- man. <laughs> <laughs> this is search engine optimized. Yeah, obviously.
1: But I mean, we, we've talked a little bit about your path in becoming a VFX artist and how VFX uh, artistry is approached now. But let's talk a little bit about the future. Let's let's uh, put on our, uh, well, thinking caps. and think like, so how do we think it's going to evolve into the future? Especially because, with memory as well. Yeah, with, I mean, memory on systems getting bigger and bigger. And, I mean, and then we also have ray tracing that kind of eats all of that up. <laughs> but yeah, and, and simulation and um, stuff like that. Like every single aspect of game development is, uh, you know, always uh, expanding and changing. So, so where do you see VFX uh, effects, and how is going? You know, in the next couple of years.
2: That's a really tough question.
1: Um but that's why I saved it for less. Uh, <laughs> thanks, man. Um
2: no, but I mean, first and foremost, it's just like more of the same, right? Because again, more resources means that we can add more. We've already spoken about this, right? Like because Wind Waker had like you can have 10 particles. Right. We can have way more. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and it's it's not a hundred, it's more. Mm. And that just keeps growing as well, right? As hardware gets better as um, tech gets better.
1: Yeah. And I guess optimization in engine as well. Oh, yeah,
2: Ab- yeah. absolutely. Um, I mean, being able to split like some things being rendered on the CPU versus the GPU comes with different perks. And also like having them read on different parts of the system also means that like you can technically have more because you don't overload one because you just put something on the other, right? Um, But like the really, probably exciting stuff is there are some more like real-time like but in 3d space stuff that's being worked on there's a plugin for unreal where they have like it literally like creates a, a volume and you have smoke in it and you can like stir it around uh ubisoft have this thing as well that they talked about um called torch which is basically the same thing right and like you can see them like creating this like real smoke in like 3d space in an engine the thing now is that all of this include like both of these they're still like uber expensive in comparison so like the cool to value ratio is not quite there yet (laughs) actually i'm pretty sure that if we try to put like the volumetric stuff in game today and it's like that's the one thing that you can have like the the scene is dead it's just a black scene but you can fill it with like volumetric real smoke um but like even small implementations of that because like imagine like because right now like if um you have like a freezer box that opens it's just like these like flat cards and they come out right but imagine if we could like have a little bit of that like creeping over the edge flow like falling over as the open like, it comes out and like falls down
1: yeah and as you and step around it, it actually it like interacts with yeah, the feet yeah, yeah. of the character
2: because yeah we can like fake that right now by like switching textures or um just um moving the opacity in and out to make it look like oh you stepped into it and like dis- and we just dissolve it and it disappears and that makes it look like you like pushed it aside right but uh, if we could do that for real just like even just like a little bit i think that that would bring it up to like a whole nother level especially for like realism for sure
0: speaking of the future i'm just mixing it up here maybe a future for a viewer mm. or a listener uh if this sounds super exciting like you discovered kind of vfx by by chance and working on that chimney um having a teacher tell you like you this can actually do that yeah. exactly. it's actually
1: a career path exactly yeah. and now
0: somebody's sitting at home watching and thinking wow like all of the, I mean, this is mind blowing. Uh, all of this stuff is super cool. And I'm sitting at home thinking, okay, I wanted to get into game development. This sounds like the most awesome thing. Um, would you have any tips for uh, for that viewer or that listener?
2: Come find me. I love talking about this stuff. I'll answer all of your questions. <laughs> um, and if you can't find me or I'm busy, which happens quite a lot as well, um, there is a forum called RealTimeVFX.com, which is just a bunch of like industry professionals shooting the shit and a bunch of non-professionals. It's like, how would I do this? And like, there's um a lead out of Riot Games. She literally has like things for champions um out of League of Legends. And she's just like, this is how we made this effect. These things, there's a whole thread. It's just like hundreds of examples of how they do things. And this is, is, exists for everything. And they have like weekly challenges, great community, great people join us. I, mostly just lurk at this point great people and there's a discord for that as well um also like going on the gdc youtube vault and just like vfx because this is where i started it's just like vfx some of it you won't understand some of it you will understand some you might understand with time but like all all of those are really interesting but there's always something that you can like take away from it or like or try to replicate
1: yeah, and, and then if something like, that you don't understand, then you watch another one that yeah. kind of explains the basics and then, you know, yeah. grow from there.
2: Yeah, and the thing is, like, if you just want to, like, get started with particle systems, because you have, like, Unity on Unreal, which is publicly available, right? It's just, like, how to particle. Google, how, how to particle in X engine. Do that, like, again, because, like, Sparks back to just being, like, a dot, right? Theoretically, you can make, like, everything with just shapes. If you, if you try hard, if you squint hard enough, <laughs> but like getting the basic idea of like how fun this is, because it is fun, I'm telling you, um, can be done with that and then you can like just pick all of the other things up along the way because mm. I did that.
0: I think there's a tool in Unity where you just like click, place particles and it starts just like shooting particles up and you have sliders and then you get a headache and you quit.
2: Yeah, and there, um, there's also like a, to the whole thing of like if you need textures, there's lots and lots of free resources online for right. that as well. Yeah. But yeah, just pick it up. Start. It's
1: great.
0: Yeah. Links links of course in the description as always.
3: Yeah.
1: And I mean that uh, seems also like a, a red thread through this podcast. Every time we talk to a game developer, it's like how 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 do you start doing it? And it's just start.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's kind of go to GDC Vault. Yeah. <laughs> and do a search and yeah, start uh, get doing it. And it and but, but this is
2: like For real, for real, like speaking about like whatever you want to do in and like maybe anything, but game development is just like find a little project. It doesn't have to be like a full game, just like a little project that you want to do and then try and complete that project. And then Mm -hmm. either you can do another tiny project or you can do a bigger project. Right. But just like doing things because like, yeah, it's basically what we do. We just have different tools. I wouldn't even say that there's like more tools necessarily. They're just different. Right. So if you pick that up and you start doing it, you're welcome into the fold.
0: That's a beautiful ending to an episode, I think. Very poetic. Very poetic. Thank you so much for coming, John. This has Thank been, you for having me. This has you, been great. It's yeah. been very illuminating. No pun intended. And <laughs> explosive, you, maybe. It's <laughs> explosive. There we go. And also you ruined explosions
1: for all of us. No. no. Gave us a... Uh, a bigger understanding, a yeah, deeper... Deeper understanding and a different viewpoint. I think...
2: You, you feel you. free to stick your head in the next torch you see in a, in oh, a game.
0: Totally, yeah. I'm I'm playing Ragnarok <laughs> right now. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna do when I get home. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like in a lot of a lot of our episodes, we get like a a, a closer look at something, and and t- people talk about, oh, you you we're gonna ruin this part of gaming for you. And and like, no, for me, I found like oh, now I have a an extra thing to enjoy in games, mm-hmm. like playing it, and then also oh yeah, that's that's uh, how how that was made.
0: That's also kind of poetic. Yeah, yeah. So let's end there. I try. Thank you again, John. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, guys. Dory. Thank, Thank you. you, me. Like and subscribe, rate and review, all of that. YouTube, Spotify, hit Apple. that bell, you know. hit that barrel. Go shoot some barrels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you in
0: the next episode. Bye. Don't, don't do it in real life. Sorry. Bye.